0: I'm Albany Irvin, your host for Facet Nation, an exciting podcast that gives you an insider's look at the brilliant world of jewelry. And today I am super excited. We have a fellow fashionista with us and a for sure insider. Anne Grimmett, the vice president of merchandising for Jared is going to be with us. We're going to get an inside scoop. We're going to find out what her desert island piece of jewelry is, what kind of strategies she's looking for and the trends we're seeing in 2022 for jewelry. And I got to tell you, Anne, Anne is part of one of the largest retail specialty brands of jewelry in the U.S. So without further ado, Anne, I am so grateful you made some time for us. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. So excited to be here. Well, I appreciate you making time. I understand that even though we're in May, um, you're already getting ready for the holiday season because it's a pretty big task
1: to buy for so many people. Absolutely. This is actually, I would say, one of the busiest times of our year because we've got to place all of our orders, make sure that we have enough of the amazing jewelry for everyone that's going to come through our door or to our website this holiday. Okay, so let's back up for just a minute. I hear things like
0: Vice President of Merchandising and one of the country's largest retail brands. That's a lot of word jello. So back up and help me understand exactly what you're tasked with doing every day because it sounds like fun shopping for jewelry.
1: Exactly. I mean, that's it if my friends ask me, what what do you do? It's i I get to basically just play with jewelry all the time and decide what's going to go into the store for all of our customers. So that is my job. My job is to make sure that we have the right jewelry for all the people that are gonna come to our website or come through our door. And that means thinking about what the stores are saying that they want, getting that feedback um, from the people that are on the front lines and incorporating it with the trends that we're seeing at shows and trends we're hearing from our suppliers and coming up with really fun new ideas that we can bring to the consumer. So basically you're telling me if I
0: fret and fuss ever again about my Christmas list of 10 people trying to decide what to buy for them, I need to suck it up buttercup because you're buying for the entire country. Is that what I'm hearing? Something like that. (laughs) Yes. So, you know, we just came back from Vicenza Oro in Italy. It's the largest international jewelry show. I know we're all gearing up to go to JCK, which is the largest U.S. jewelry show coming up. You mentioned trends and how you're buying for everyone. And I, it is a little bit overwhelming to me when I think about all the different personalities and styles, but we start to see, I'll say themes, because I hate to say trends when you're talking about something like gold and platinum and diamonds and gems. So what themes are you seeing and what can we
1: expect to see in the coming months? Well, you know, we're seeing a lot of things that continue, right? I think with jewelry, it's not very it's not so fast moving, right? It's not that what you wear today is going to change tomorrow and you don't want it to, especially when you're investing in a piece of jewelry, you want to be able to wear it for a long time to come. One of the things that I see a lot of, and this is continuing is layering. So stacking mm. and layering, which is great because it means that the piece that you maybe got as a gift last year, you can add on another piece with it to make it even more relevant. So whether it's necklace, bracelet, And
0: here, I mean, it's like creating your own bespoke look. You can style your story and tell it through the layers on your wrist or on your neck. When I was in Vicenza, they talked about fringe benefits. So it was all about stacking your story or even having actual fringe in jewelry. But when I hear you say stack, it is no longer just for the girls. I'm seeing a big trend towards men's chains
1: and not just one, two or three. Are you seeing the same? Yes. Men are branching out way more than I ever imagined they would. And that started, I think it started in the celebrity space. You started seeing it on red carpets. You were seeing guys start to wear a lot of jewelry. And it's made its way into more mainstream uh, shopping. So we see guys first loading up all of the body parts, right? So they've got earrings on. They've got necklaces. They've got bracelets. They've got rings. And yes, wearing multiple pieces. So they used to maybe just have a gold chain. Um, They're definitely putting pendants on the gold chain, right? Whether it's a cross or it could be a lion head or it could be uh, it really anything. I mean, the the amount of pendants or the expansion on pendants is huge for guys. So it's interesting to me that you say this. I have a a 17-year-old
0: son, and literally last month he came to me and he said, mom, before prom, I need a chain and I need either a cross or a lion. And I'm just, I'm looking at him thinking, where did this child come from? Because I haven't seen him drawn like this to jewelry. And now he's on his second chain. He wants a bracelet and you're right. I'm seeing it become commonplace. Now, when you start to look at trends, you're shopping for men, you're shopping for women. When someone comes into a store or to work with you, how do you help them decide? Because there are so many different metals out there and we're seeing 10 carat and 14 carat and 18 karat. What would you say to someone that was just getting started building their box and they're buying their first chain? That's That's often the first piece people buy. How do you help them get started or demystify the world of jewelry?
1: Oh my gosh. Well, that's a really broad question, right? I mean, the very first thing I think when you're talking to someone about buying jewelry is What's their style? Just what are they looking for? Because it doesn't really matter what their budget is or who it is they're buying for. It's really about what what's that style? Because that's going to lead you first of all. How does it make you feel? Exactly. And what what do you really want? What have you looked at? What have you seen? Because they're inspired by something, right? Either it's someone told them they need to get something, or they've seen it um, in a magazine, they've seen it on TV. Um, So I think really just understanding what the style is, what they're interested in, and then it's talking through the options to get there. Because closely after your style, budget's going to drive you, right? You have an idea of how much you can spend. And the great part is that you can get an amazing piece of jewelry at really any budget. You talk about gold chains. I mean, you can buy a gold chain that's a little bit smaller. You can buy one that's really big. You can buy them. They're more hollow. So you might pick up a chain and think, oh, it looks really big, but you feel it. And it's it's not as heavy um, because it's more hollowed out and that's more affordable. And you know what, I think that
0: also comes to lifestyle. I mean, if you're gonna be the guy or the girl that sleeps in your jewelry every day, you may not want the hollow piece or if you're gonna hang a large pendant on it, but if you're gonna layer a whole bunch of chains, that may be perfect for you. I think for me as someone that's been in the jewelry industry since 1995, the biggest piece of advice I have is yes, look at your budget, but buy the best quality, of a true noble metal. I am so embarrassed to think about how much money I wasted on fake throwaway mystery metal that eventually crumbled or tarnished or kinked. And that's just a waste. I feel like when you're investing in yourself and gold, that's a commodity and it's going to be there for generations. Do you have a thought on investing in kinds of
1: metal? Absolutely. I mean, Think about, you know, what's going on in the markets right now, right? right? Things are crazy. And the price of gold, I mean, it's only gone up, but it's not, you're not gonna see that tomorrow you're if you have a gold chain, it's gonna lose its value completely, right? And if you can wear that and enjoy it and get the value out of, it, you can pass that down for generations. You could trade it in, you can, you know, people can, I mean they can melt the cold down and and into something else if they need to. I mean, it's really, I I think you want to put your money on a piece that you can wear for years to come. I mean, that I I think is really important. If you're going to throw it away, there's no value. Yeah.
0: I, I think what's interesting is I have a ring that was my great, great grandmothers, and it was actually made out of platinum with pearls. And each lady in my family The first daughter got it when they turned 16. And so I've now been able to pass it down. But I think about how old that piece is and how many days and stories and lifetimes. And it really kind of gives me chills. So when you're working with precious noble metals, it's not just an accessory. It is truly, it's a piece of your family heritage.
1: It's a legacy. Do you have a piece? Do you have something that you've had in your family that's similar to that? Actually, I was just thinking about It's um, not necessarily in my family, but in my husband's family. So his grandmother uh, loved jewelry. So he actually loved jewelry from a very young age. And when I was pregnant with my first child, at some point, my wedding ring would no longer fit. And so he pulled out one of the gold rings from his grandmother. It was actually gold and it had a black diamond in it. And he Mm. pulled it out and I wore it for the end of my pregnancy, because it was the only thing that would fit my finger. And so he loves to pull those pieces out and he wears some of them now. And and we've kind of both, both worn them.
0: Oh my goodness. That is such an amazing story. You know, when you also look at generational jewelry, pieces that have been passed down, you know, it connects you to a different group of people. It allows you to tell a story. And as we're demystifying some of these jewelry terms, we're talking about building up the basics There is a difference between 10 carat and 14 carat and 18 carat. Mm -hmm. That kind of goes with the budget. It also goes with the depth and color of the gold. Mm -hmm. What is the ability for a customer to find those kinds of options?
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people don't really know a lot about what the different carat weights in gold mean. And you hear 24 carats and it's like, Oh, 24 carats best. But of course you don't see jewelry in 24 carat because it would never withstand actually it's too soft. It's so soft. It's a hundred percent. It's all gold. So that would really get completely scratched. It would never hold up. It would bend. It would, it just wouldn't manage. So as you, you have to add in other things in with the gold to make it strong enough to wear. Mm-hmm. But when you add in more then you kind of re- reduce the amount of golden and that's where you get like a 10 carat still very nice it's gold but it has more of more things mixed in with it and the color changes a little bit it gets a little bit lighter in color as you go up to 14 carat it gets that more bright yellow and then 18 carat while it's a little bit softer you get that really rich color and um, it's just a really premium gold look
0: so as I was getting ready for this show, um, not that I was stalking you, but I was stalking you and Jared, I wanted to see what you had. I wanted to see what your options were, and it was really encouraging and a bit Eye-opening to realize how much you have, and then I'm thinking, oh my word, this woman is in charge of sourcing all of this. I saw different carrot weights. I also saw different colors of gold: mm-hmm. the white gold, the yellow gold, the rose gold. What are you seeing out there as far as trends are going? Are we lending our our pocketbooks to one color more than another? Are we seeing one that's starting to rise to the top? are they all gold? I know that's kind of a three-part question, yeah. but I'd like to talk about that because I find that many people when
1: they're shopping don't realize that they have options on colors. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what you're going to see in the majority of jewelry when you're shopping in a jewelry store, is you're going to see a majority in white gold. That's just the kind of standard across the board. Everyone can wear it. Everyone loves it. But what I'm seeing on the rise the most is yellow gold we're getting so many requests from our stores for more yellow gold so not just yellow gold chains which we know are a huge trend, particularly with men, but we see it from bridal wedding bands all kinds of fashion jewelry. We get so many requests for more and more and more yellow gold. I think that you're gonna continue to see that popping up as a really hot item for people as we go even through a holiday of this year. You know, it's
0: interesting because as I've been in this industry for years, as we talked about, all chains are not created equal. And to source chains from a very established chain maker is incredibly important. The ability to have choices and selections is amazing because you don't see that in every store. One of the The themes or trends that we saw at Vicenza and going into JCK was called silver linings. Those icy white, hot metals that you get with white gold. If you are a little more fashion forward or contemporary, you may like the white gold. You might be edgy. If you're traditionalist and classic, you may like the gold, the yellow gold. I'm a romantic. I like that rose gold, but the other big trend that we saw was mixing the metals. Are you
1: seeing that where you're wearing yellow and rose or yellow and white? Yes. I think that because of the layering trend and because of the fact that people collect jewelry over time, they're completely mixing it. I mean, I remember when I was younger and thought it was kind of a time when yellow gold was not a thing. And I couldn't imagine having a yellow gold wedding ring right? because it would never go with my white gold or my silver jewelry that seemed really foreign. And now it's, you wear the pieces you love. So you may have diamond hoops that are white gold, and then you're going to wear it with a yellow gold necklace and maybe stack it with another white gold necklace. And then you might have a watch that, you know, that has yellow and white And you might have some bracelets that are mixed. It's really about wearing the pieces you love and using them to create your own expression, right? It's Taking the pieces that are available and personalizing it to what you want to bring to the world. Basically, you want to express yourself through your jewelry.
0: I love that. Oh my goodness. We are definitely kindred spirits because I feel like jewelry goes beyond bridal. It has become a fashion and accessory statement. And I'll get on my soapbox for just a minute. hold on, let me step up on it for a second. I'm one of those people that thinks, okay, sure. You can invest in a designer bag. We've all been there. We want to do it. But that designer bag either goes in your desk drawer or on the back of your chair. And it sits there in timeout all day long. When you're at a dinner party, nobody sees that, you know? So when you're wearing a gorgeous pair of diamond studs or a chain of gold that walks throughout the day with you and um, sister, not for nothing. This last year or so, when we're working from home, we had to try to look adorable on a two-inch screen with Zoom and FaceTime and and Meet and Skype and all the things we were doing. You think it's tough looking good day-to-day, but trying to look cute on a little two-inch screen is hard,
1: but not with great jewelry. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. And that's where we really saw a shift in trends in jewelry as well. I mean, earrings were the hottest jewelry item when you think about it starting in 2020, because all of a sudden you could only see people from the shoulders up. So that was the the number one item. Of course, we also saw pendants start to pick up, but you weren't seeing kind of the rest of of the person and you you had to be able to express yourself, especially when you had a mask on. How do you yes. then express yourself? I mean, your ears were your, your right, your billboard to the world of what you were into. Uh, Exactly right. Because a lip gloss
0: wasn't going to do it underneath that mask. You know, it's amazing how changing from a stud to a hoop to a fringe drop can elevate your look in seconds. It is the fastest update for your outfit, for your mood, for your attitude, your style. And, you know, you always see those articles about, hey, you know, what would you do with your little black dress or five items to take on vacation for two weeks? Jewelry is such an easy way to add an update. And as you mentioned, Many of us are collectors. So, let's start let's go back to that for just a minute. If you were talking to someone that was just getting started with their collection, what would you say would be your four must-haves? What would be your top pieces? Cuz I always say, you know, you need your core four.
1: I I really my mind always goes to diamonds, so I'm going to say that to start with, but I do you think having a, a great piece of gold jewelry in the mix is really important, right? If you had a pair of gold hoops and maybe a gold chain, I think those are really important. Yeah. But if you can get into diamonds, to me, that is that's where you build your foundation. So diamond stud earrings, diamond hoops. Sure. A tennis bracelet, if you can really push. I mean, being able to get that or maybe a tennis neck or at least a diamond pendant. Those are such basic pieces, but they can dress you up so much, right? So you could wear jeans and a t-shirt and you put on diamond hoops and you're suddenly taking that to a different place. But then you can wear those same diamond hoops with that little black dress you were talking about and you look gorgeous. You can wear them on your wedding day or to a baseball game. Doesn't matter. All right. We're going to play a game then. We're going to call it core four and more. Your core four is your earrings, your necklace, your
0: bracelet, and your ring. So we're going to start with earrings, studs or hoops. I'm going to go studs. Okay. So for your necklace, would you go pendant or chunky chain? Chunky chain. For your bracelet, are you going to do a bangle or a traditional link? Bangle. For your wedding ring, would you go solitaire or eternity band? Oh, eternity band. Isn't that amazing? I want you to think if you're driving in your car right now, you're exercising, you're trying to decide where do I start? Here's the cool part. There is no right or wrong answer. There are so many options in so many ways. And um, Anne, I heard you say diamonds. I am not gonna let you get away with just saying diamonds because I wanna come back at some point and talk more about the difference between earth created and lab created, because Mm. I noticed on your website that you had quite a few options. And I think that that's also something that many of us are exploring for sustainability reasons or for budget reasons, or for, I'll just go ahead and say it, perfectionist reasons, getting exactly what we want and being able to custom order. So I'd like to come back to that at another point. But, you know, when you talk about beyond bridal and you talk about your basics, I still love the fashion element. And we're seeing a lot of color right now, mm-hmm. that color cue. And maybe it's that joyful yet relaxing, very Perry that Pantone named the color of the year. That's kind of light, like quartz meets amethyst. Mm-hmm. What
1: are you seeing in the world of gemstones right now? A lot. There's definitely been a lot of trends in gemstones, which is exciting because it feels Fun, right, It adds that element. So if you stack a gemstone piece up next to some of your core basics, it really brings something different to it, right? You can dress them up with different outfits. And it's, in some cases, less of an investment than you may be spending on some of the other pieces, which is really nice for people. Some of the things I'm seeing are unique gemstones, things that feel like they're new and fresh, um, maybe that you hadn't seen before. We're doing some really cool things with sort of locally sourced. So we have a Mexican fire opal, Arizona peridot, Montana blue sapphire. So these things that are locally sourced and they provide these amazing colors. So I love just those unique things that people see and they say, what is that? Where did you get that? And then I'd also say big, bold gemstones. So being able to really just have that big stone, whether it's on a ring or a pendant that just, you can see it from far away and it's Mm -hmm. so eye-catching and it just changes your whole look in an instant. All right, so let's just do a mental uh, a mental vote here. Who wants to
0: be a rock star? I mean, gemstones are mother nature's finest. And when you start to look from the style and trend expert, because truly my job is to travel all over the world, looking at fashion and design and jewelry and, and helping you shop for your personal pick, Gemstones can be translucent, they can be a little more opaque, they tell a story, you know, I look at things like maybe an aqua praise where every single piece is totally different or, you know, maybe last year when the color of the year was yellow and you think oh my goodness I can't wear yellow or I don't want to buy yellow. You could wear a citrine, you could wear a quartz, Mm -hmm. and now you're investing in yourself and again, creating a legacy piece. I watch all of those really fancy royal weddings on TV and I'm thinking, oh, that's so-and-so's necklace. That's her brooch. That's her pendant. And I think, what is it in my family that I'm going to pass down? You know. Mm -hmm. So as you build out your box, gemstones are another way to tell a beautiful story, to express your personal style update your wardrobe no matter what size you are i love that my gemstones fit every day every year <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're never yes they're never they're never too tight they always look perfect
0: yeah and you know what else is interesting and maybe this came out of the pandemic i'd love to hear your thoughts on it i'm seeing people that are doing kind of their athleisure or work from home clothes, but they're still wearing their jewelry. And I find that we can pull out our denim and diamonds. We can pull out our jewelry every day. It's no longer just saved for a special occasion or for Saturday or day services.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with that. And it's what, you know, when you are working from home or just in your casual wear, which so many people are on so many days, I think we have this, We've been in athleisure for at least 10 years. That's been a trend. Sure. So that's that's a great trend that's never hopefully going away. But you still want to feel put together, right? Mm-hmm. You know, even if you dry shampooed your hair, you still <laughs> want to feel like you, you know, you were really put together. And jewelry can do that. You don't have to have any makeup on. You you don't have to be done up. You can still put on jewelry and look like a million bucks. You know, I love to hear you say that
0: because when you start to think about working from home, sometimes it was a little bit of a mental game for me. Like if I'm going to work from home, I needed to sit in the same spot and I needed to put air quote, big girl clothes on. And when I fully got dressed, I set up taller. It was like wearing new tennis shoes on the first day of school and junior high, (laughs) something about me changed. Mm -hmm. And it was really an amazing opportunity. I noticed you guys did a lot of virtual consulting and you really allowed us to still shop and what I'll say is not not just shop, but not miss a moment. I know for me, my kids were saying, well, what about homecoming? And what about my sweet 16? And what about, you know, we didn't have to miss any moments because your people got dressed and showed up virtually. Do you think that's going to be
1: a trend for jewelry? Yes. I think that at the end of the day, jewelry is a big purchase, right? So mm-hmm. you need, a lot of people, I shouldn't say you have to but a lot of people need a little bit of help with that purchase to Mm -hmm. understand what I'm seeing on the screen. What does that really translate to in a piece of jewelry? It's hard to always tell. And if you're investing that money, you want to feel really confident in what you're investing. So to be able to have the same experience in a store or online, I think is really, really important for people.
0: I love that. You know, it's interesting that you say you got to see it or experience it, because if I'm looking at just an an internet site, and it says it's a two millimeter chain. I'm looking around. I have no idea what two millimeters is. I have no really perception of how that's going to look on me, or if it looks great with my skin tone. And I think it's so nice to shop with a friend, or to have someone that you can say, okay, between this and this, or you're shopping for a niece or a, or someone else, and you're trying to get a gift you know, it does make Mm -hmm. it a little bit easier when you have someone to help guide you and even break down the terms, you know, what's the difference between the carrot weight and the color and the this and the that. I think that part of that is helping understand style. And for you as the vice president of merchandising, your job is literally to shop for a lot of different styles, a lot of different themes and trends. I want to talk more about that. I know we're kind of getting close to an end, so I'm hoping maybe you can come back and we can chat a little bit longer. We talked about what you thought would be the most important and you said maybe diamond studs. Would that be your desert island piece of jewelry or do you have a piece that's close to your heart that's special that maybe someone gifted you that would be your own personal desert island piece of jewelry?
1: Oh, well, I mean, I, can't, I, can't, I think I would get killed by my husband if I didn't say my my wedding ring and my engagement ring because I have to have those on my finger. He would he would probably say seriously <laughs> pick something else. But but if I could have something outside of that, oh my goodness, I think of of the pieces I have, I'd probably pick. I have a citrine necklace that I got um, right before my son was born, my first child, and it's gorgeous, big stone. It's surrounded in diamonds and it's beautiful. And it's, you know, it has a memory attached to it, which I think honestly for jewelry, not every piece has to have a memory, but the ones that do are just that much more special. Someone asks you about them. You have a whole story you can tell about it.
0: You know, I I have a closing thought and then I I am going to beg you to come back. Um, I'll Mm -hmm. just be honest, but you know, as I've listened to you talk about several pieces that are important to you, every single one, someone special gave it to you. And Mm -hmm. I think that's interesting. When you look at your jewelry, you think of the person who gave that to you. And there's something else that's special about that because you're forever tied to that person and that story within that piece of jewelry.
1: Yeah, and that's why, This, I mean, it sounds a little bit egotistical, but that's why giving jewelry is such a great thing, right? If you give someone a piece of jewelry, they're always going to think about you. And how amazing to know that that's something they're going to have forever. And you're going to be on their heart really forever. Oh my goodness. And this has been an
0: absolute pleasure. I would love to have you come back. Facet Nation is all about giving insiders look. And I feel like you are a bountiful plethora of information and insider secrets. I'll go ahead and give you a heads up. I want to talk a little bit more about just dis- determining style if you're gifting. I also want to talk a little bit about some of the trending diamond cuts and shapes because we know JLo got that big green diamond recently. And I still want to hear about some of the new products that you are going to tempt and tease us with since you're shopping for holidays. Already, Let's uh, get together and pick a time we can come back. Does that sound good? Sounds great. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for joining us. It has been such a pleasure. Next time that we're with Ann Grimmett, she's the Vice President of Merchandising at Jared, we're going to get even more of an insider's look. We love to give you a behind the velvet rope appeal at Fascination into the brilliant world of jewelry. So I hope you can join us next time and do find us on social media. Join the conversation, continue the conversation. Let us know what you're looking for in the world of jewelry.